0: Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Betts, the official betting partner of Saratoga Course. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> it is Sunday night, June 23rd, 2019. Welcome to your WWE Stomping grounds pay-per-view recap. I am the perfect one, Don Tony, and join along with me as always. 50% right, Kevin Castle. (laughs) You know, I tell you, man, this was a creepy one. And you know, when I did Breakfast of Blossom and did my predictions, I had mentioned everybody that you know, what I'm going to do for this pay-per-view is not go with what I uh, feel should happen, but what I thought was going to happen. And lo and behold, not only do I go a perfect nine for nine on predictions, but I I got the little icing on the cake because I wrote tonight, early, the idea that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are going to close out the pay-per-view, holding their arms up high in the ring, was going to make me want to take a shit. And lo and behold, not only do we get that, but on Wednesday, I made a little joke something i have not heard any announcer say something i haven't heard anybody say and i was spoofing william regal and i was doing my rendition of man's man in tribute to seth rollins i now call him the man's man and what do we have renee young say at the very end it's the man's man he's the man's man i this could it get any better Nine for nine, predicting every little fart. Does that make me good or does it make the WWE so goddamn predictable? Well, what'd you get wrong? Nothing. Oh! Oh, I you, oh, nine for nine. Oh, no, nine again. for nine. The the only thing that, you know, we really didn't discuss much was the referee. And it was just so many rumors out there. And just, the, I, I didn't like the idea of Brock Lesnar, you know, being a referee, which a lot of people thought. Uh, I even joked, I said, you know, it'd be interesting if Baron Corbin trolled everybody and he refereed his own match. But, you know, there's only so much you could do with that. And I don't know if Baron Corbin could really multitask that well. You know, it's... Yeah. But I tell you, man, you do not ever, you do, let me, let me, let me say this and then I'll give you the floor. Mm -hmm. Let me explain why I said tonight that Baron Corbin is the white Mabel when it comes to main events. He's the white Mabel. For younger fans out there that did not experience Mabel as the king of the ring and Mabel going against The Undertaker and Mabel getting it's nothing against him personally. It's nothing to do with the fact he was black. He was not a fucking main eventer. And tonight, WWE proved one thing about Baron Corbin. All right. And everybody that hears this, I honestly don't think anybody is going to disagree with me. Even my biggest haters will not disagree. When they made Baron Corbin, The GM for Raw... And we had the lowest ratings of all time. When we had Baron Corbin, the GM for Raw, and fans were chanting in unison how much it sucked, how much it was boring of him doing that. When you had Baron Corbin in main events on Raw, and it sucked, and everybody thought it was boring, and now you decide you're going to put Baron Corbin in a main event of a pay-per-view, whether Lacey Evans is the referee or not, and you have fans chanting, Boring. This is stupid. Remember, didn't, didn't Seth Rollins get a boring chant in a match last year where he said, Hey, everyone, you know what? I got to own up to it. It was my fault and this is and that. I can't blame Seth Rollins this time around. Baron Corbin as the GM, Baron Corbin as a main event on Raw, Baron Corbin now as a main event on a pay-per-view, has led to nothing but this is stupid, boring, this match sucks Chance. I'm just a little disappointed that Tacoma, even though I requested it online, they didn't start an AEW chant during, that's what they have to start doing fans. As much as I say, look, wait until AEW launches, see what they actually do, you know, you want to see the product, you don't want to say that the food is great before you sample it or before anyone else samples it, we got an early taste of AEW and so far it's so good. But I think the Mm. only way you're gonna get on the WWE skin is when you are really annoyed at what you're watching on on TV and you're live in the crowd you have to start chanting AEW. That's the only thing that's going to get them butt hurt right now. CM Punk chants don't do it anymore. CM yeah. Punk has been gone for a while now. This this match sucks. This is boring. It doesn't phase them. The only thing that I think will phase them right now is if fans start chanting AEW. What did you think of this main event and the bullshit that they gave everybody?
1: Well, the main, you want
0: to just start from the main yeah, event. Yeah, just go, go for backwards. the, let's just talk about the main event first and then we could get into all the other matches.
1: Oh, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't see, if you mentioned it, I didn't catch it. And if you did, I'll give you credit for it. The Lacey Evans thing, I didn't see coming. I didn't, oh, there was that a, was a surprise to me.
0: Do a Google image search for referee stomping grounds and you'll see a lot of websites had a picture of Lacey Evans smack in the middle. You either saw Lacey Evans or you saw Brock Lesnar. A lot right. of people were talking about the idea that, hey, Lacey Evans you know might be the special guest referee so Becky could get involved I mean a lot of people actually thought that was going to happen I'm not saying that I was the only person but that's the reason why I did not choose that as a bonus question in the payview predictions contest I didn't right. want to ha- have that as hey guess the special guest referee because there was a lot of talk out there that Lacey Evans would in fact be the special guest referee I know on paper they probably thought it was a wonderful idea. Seth Rollins can't lay his hands on a woman. Seth right, Rollins right. would never lay his hands on a woman. And she is the ultimate enemy of Becky Lynch. And how do you screw over Becky Lynch? You screw over her boyfriend. So the, the, on paper, it's not a bad idea. The problem is you got fucking Baron Corbin in the main event and you have yet to have a, a main event with Baron Corbin, Raw, with SmackDown pay-per-view, where it's tolerable. It, this is just absolute garbage. I don't know why they insist that he actually could even pass for that. You want to put him early on the show, fine. I don't care about that. But to fucking have him close out a okay. fucking pay-per-view, I mean, this was just god-awful
1: the main event yeah i mean we'll review the pay-per-view before that which i thought was pretty good but the main event him in the main event was was a fail before it even happened uh now i can see it extreme rules him and lacey evans teaming up to go against these two as a power couple you don't see that you don't Uh, think so
0: i don't know if they really want to do intergender matches unless unless they do it like a mixed match challenge i i don't even know if it would wait until then i mean they could possibly tease that sooner but you know you can't have the men lay their hands on a woman, which I've been pointing out for a couple of years now, and people that's been following me knows I've been saying this probably about fifty times. You know, notice how women have the upper hand against referees, against the men. I mean, the the pinnacle of that was fucking Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and fucking right. uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, fucking beating up cops, referees, wrestlers. Bra- you know what I mean, it's just it's so one sided. And this was just god-awful.
1: Well, I guess they can have a mixed match challenge. I mean, that's to be determined. I'm just assuming they're going to team up uh, for the next pay-per-view with Extreme Rules, because they're not going to put that garbage at SummerSlam, so they'll do it as a throwaway in Extreme Rules, just to have Becky and her boyfriend team up. I mean, no time like the present, right, DT? They're obviously going to push this agenda of this power couple thing. I hate it. You called it, DT. I didn't think this was actually going to happen, but they walked off together into the sunset to mm-hmm. close out the pay-per-view, so you were correct, and this is probably just the beginning of this power couple bullshit. Do you think DT is to offset that maybe to just get more interest because people like a good couple and it's a nice you know, story. Talked about you it know. On Monday. No, I know, but I'm saying do you think this, they think this is going to help the situation, help ratings, help draw attention to the product, because it's a couple thing, and it'll draw more news item stories about these two in real life are together, and they're both top superstars in the company. Kind of a Nikki Bella thing, even though Nikki Bella was never as big as Becky Lynch is. Um, but yeah, Baron Corbin in the pay-per-view, I, I thought for a fleeting second he was going to win the title on that close three count, um, and then I'm like, nah, nah, I can't give him the belt, that's just, just too much. And again, the, from the presentation, the wearing the shirt and the pants and the ring, I know we mean you talked about that, his overall presentation is not a main eventer and to close out the night, I would have liked to have seen Kofi and Dolph Ziggler close out the night, especially with the ending that they had with Kofi diving out. I thought that that should have closed the show in hindsight um but obviously this was meant to just show the power couple walking off together and this is the beginning of how they probably maybe they'll kick off the show tomorrow night raw these two coming out you know i this might be a regular thing now dt i don't like
0: it it's look i i have criticized this for weeks now and tonight was just came to fruition yeah it, it came to fruition and it's just you know like i i said this also earlier for the live crowd it's fun yeah. I mean, live crowd, of course, the fans over there, it's fun. If I was at that live crowd, I probably, you know, I don't know if I would actually say it out loud. I'd look pretty ridiculous, but I'd be like, okay, you know, let's a little entertainment Have Becky come out, beat the fuck out of Lacey Evans. Everybody goes home happy. That's fine. But unfortunately, for everyone else watching, you know, we don't want fucking E soap opera shit like this. And I understand wrestling is supposed to be, well, they used to say male soap opera. You can't say that anymore. But mm-hmm. it's just, there's nothing. See, when you had Edge back in the day as the ultimate opportunist, when you had other wrestlers being trolls and taking shortcuts and doing a lot of things they weren't supposed to, you know, you've had matches where a referee will, oh, or well Shane did that in the past, and you had others, oh, this match will now be no DQ. Oh, this match will now be a handicap match. Oh, now this match will be false count anywhere. And you change the rules during a match. That's happened dozens of times over the years the difference is is that usually the person who's involved in a match that is the heel is a bonafide star baron corbin has never been to the top as a bonafide star and you can't keep forcing someone to be a bonafide star when they're not a bonafide star i don't care if he owns a ferrari i don't care if he owns watches i don't care if he owns nice clothes i don't care if he's got the coolest tattoos around i don't care if he's getting laid every night against with a different person every night. I don't care what he's doing with that. The bottom right. line is is that Baron Corbin has never been gotten to the status of being a bonafide star to be a main eventer on a pay-per-view, to be the GM for Raw, to be no. on main events on TV over and over and over again. This is It's nothing personal against the guy. I mean, for some reason everybody that fucks with him, you know, oh, you're just jealous. Oh, WWE. No, it's not. There is nothing about Baron Corbin that has proven that he should be in this position with high profile stuff every time it's happened you have been brought with negative chance there is a difference between someone getting heel heat from the crowd and there's a difference where people are are telling you this is awful this sucks this is boring you don't ever want your fans do that you don't ever want your fans. You're you sleeping with your fucking significant other in the bedroom, and you're just right. fucking around, and you're teasing this and that. Okay, you want it to last longer. You don't want it to come yet, and this and that. And then you fucking wait 20 minutes, and then she turns around and says to you, oh, this is boring. I mean, what what are you supposed to say? Oh, no, this is exactly what I want. No, 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 because when we get to that point, oh, my God, the climax is going to be unbelievable. No, if it's boring, you're, you're fucking leave the room and be embarrassed as fuck.
1: Exactly. I mean, again, uh, you know, this this was all to to close it out the night the way it was, them walking off hand in hand together. Baron Corbin was just a means to an end uh, to to show this power coupling thing. Uh, He was the best victim, DT. Who else could they have victimized like this? You know, when you think about it, Baron Corbin was expendable, you know, and so was Lacey Evans when you think about it.
0: Unfortunately... There's a lot of times they want to do storylines or match ideas. And unfortunately, if you don't have the right people to play those roles, you have to let it go and wait for a better time. And this is proving right now that Seth Rollins, I played it on a history show this week. I played a promo of Paul Heyman from 2015. I mentioned it briefly, I think, on Tuesday. But, you know, it's a promo with him and Brock Lesnar in the ring, and they're cutting a promo on Seth Rollins. And if you just take away the references of the authority, you could play that promo live on Monday, and you would not be able to tell the difference. All right. With, With the exception of Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins has nothing right now he has nothing I mean you look at all of the championship reigns Daniel Bryan gets 2% of the vote as far as your favorite champion right now it's not just because he's a heel Finn Balor one of the most popular people on the roster there's no momentum with his title at all we'll talk about Dirty Sanchez a little bit later on because he got the title tonight and I'm very very happy that he did of all the people who won tonight the one person that I I said on the predict Wednesday that I wanted to see get it more than anyone it was ricochet now yeah. you know so I guess I guess we can uh, get into so uh, you know I guess we could do it in order um, sure. because trust me everyone I want I want everyone to understand this right off the bat overall when you hear our recap you will find that the main event might be one of the only times that we had a problem with this pay-per-view tonight this pay-per-view was not bad I don't know if you feel the same way. I mean, you know. No,
1: I do. I I, I said it on thing. I said, if anybody's going to be honest tonight, it was looking. almost had a pre-agenda. I saw people pre-show before it even started. Some people were in... Close with some people, I'm not close with some established podcasters. Saying, you know, well, I'm going to watch this. I, I prepare for a bashing WWE tonight. This is going to suck. I'm only watching it for you fans, and then I'll review it. They don't no right like, okay, to do it. There, there was nothing.
0: That, there was nothing. They exciting. have a right
1: to do it, but nothing happened. Yet.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's it's exciting. Yeah. There was nothing exciting going into it, so I don't blame anybody who felt that way going into it. I had a lot of negative feelings going. Oh into yeah, me this. too.
1: Oh no, but I'm saying then review. You would fairly want you to see it sure you know what I'm of
0: course of course yeah. you go in with low expectations you come out with higher expectations then you're you're very you know surprised and you're you're happy but you yeah. know when you also look at these matches tonight you know do, does a lot of them really stand out and you know look a pay-per-view can be solid and could be very good but if you don't have matches that are memorable that a year from now two years from now that you're gonna remember oh yeah remember that match oh yeah that was fucking awesome yeah. you know if you don't have any of that then it's not a spectacular pay-per-view but you know the opening match tonight we had uh Kiro Tozawa versus Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice. Uh, Drew Gulak, you know, one that we've rooted for a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this match was excellent. I mean, I, awesome. I I I you know what anybody out there could remember what I said on Wednesday. I said that I felt that Tazawa was put into that match so Gulak could get the win without pinning Nice. That's yep. exactly what we got tonight. But <laughs> their their flurry of moves um, it was just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there was, it even the strength of Tony Nice, which you got to see tonight. I mean, Tazawa, yeah, he's a cruiserweight, but that you know, to pick him up with one arm, dead weight like that, it was phenomenal. But in the end, Drew Gulak hits the torture rack neckbreaker onto Tazawa mm-hmm. and pins Tazawa one, two, three. Yeah, it's good to. Would
1: you say Gulak was due, DT? He's, he's oh, done yeah. a lot. You know, he's been from NXT. He's helping put over what's his name, the new guy from Japan. Uh, he's bouncing around from 205 to NXT lately. And he's definitely putting in his time. They've tried to tweak his character here and there a little bit. Uh, he's legit when it comes to wrestling. He's really good. He's underrated, if anything. And it was his time tonight. And you're right. And
0: he got to do it without having to pin niece. See, the one thing with Drew Gulak which is different from Dana Brooke and some of the others out there, is that Drew Gulak has busted his ass, but he has also yes. uh, shined in a lot of his matches where a lot of people were saying like, wow, I can't believe, you know, he hasn't gotten the title yet. I mean, mm-hmm. with with Dana Brooke and others, and I'm not trying to use Dana Brooke. I mean, just, you know, focus on her. I'm just using her yeah. as an example. You know, n- none of this, it's my time, it's my time. You've done nothing on TV that would warrant you to become a champion. However, for Drew Gulak, a lot of people felt, you know what, this guy championship material for 205 live and he has been bringing it on tv for a couple of years now and i'm Mm -hmm. very happy that he got the belt
1: yeah he's good he knows how to get heat he's he's a good villain i think he's only going to get better in time uh like i said they bounced him around here and there tweaked his character here and there i think i think it's his time i think this is going to be a good year for him and it'll only get better
0: yeah Absolutely. So, uh, congrats to Drew Gulak. Definitely, definitely, definitely one that you could say you know deserved it. I think. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, next, we had Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans uh, to open up the actual pay per view. Uh, entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, big Becky Lynch fans to open up the sh- the show. Uh, A <laughs> little bit of criticism to Lacey Evans. Some you can't wrestle chance. I think it was just people yeah. trying to troll because she actually does know how to wrestle. She's not yeah, bad. She does. Yeah still trying to find her way uh the match you know it just seemed to drag at times and if anybody didn't notice closely Becky Lynch really helping uh Lacey Evans through the match in some areas and I'll give you an example that people could go right back and look at it
1: yeah you noticed that too. yeah it did appear that
0: way what'd you what'd you see no I'm so glad yeah, tell me what you think well uh, I'll give everybody an example towards the end yeah. of the match Becky Lynch um, took a shot and it was nowhere near her face and she held her jaw. And right. I looked at that. And she I sold said, it,
1: yeah. She sold it.
0: No, 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 she no, wasn't that. She held the jaw, and I looked at it, and I said, "Why is she holding the jaw? She didn't get hit in the mouth." But then the next move, immediately after, was Lacey Evans nailing her in the jaw, and then I said, oh, "Okay, you know, now I could see a couple <laughs> other things that happened earlier." Becky was actually doing little signs to her body to basically give a little hint to, um, to Lacey.
1: Indications. Yeah, yeah.
0: like nail me here nail me here like push yourself up and you know knock me in the mouth and this and that and you know what it it wasn't a bad match it really wasn't but you know early on you could see where it started to go with the Seth Rollins thing because you know they kept going out of their way to bring up the fact that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are an item yeah do you think
1: um, Lacey was a little rattled or frazzled during the match she looked that way well, she looked a little not as on point as she should have.
0: I think um it, she is still finding her way and she was thrust into high profile pay-per-view matches. I'm not saying she's not ready for it, but I think she's still trying to find her way and, you know, it's it's just She's got a little history with Becky, but not a lot. And plus, Becky being the most popular woman on the roster right now, right. and someone who has not been in the limelight for long on TV, you know, for the most part, she would just they just hit her music. She'd come out, she'd walk down to the ring, look at everybody, and walk back. And people would be yeah. like, "Okay, this feels like Emma." You know, so she's bringing it in the ring, but unfortunately, the fans are not receptive of her yet. And, um, you know, it's just she, she, she definitely deserves a shitload more time. I agree. Yeah. So, um, so next we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus New Day. And you know what? I think I was thinking about this tonight. You don't have to do this, but I was thinking of an idea. Mm -hmm. I know some people have done this in the past, but, you know, they'll start out with a pay-per-view. And they'll start 10 out of 10. And what they'll do is during some matches, they'll deduct a point or two because of either a bad match or something really, really stupid. And they'll, you know, deduct and add points as they go along. And then at the end of the night, whatever they have out of 10, that's how they rate the pay-per-view. So, so far, you know, ten, if you go 10 out of 10, Tazawa versus Gulak versus Nice is arguably, you know, one of the top matches of the entire night. So I give right. a plus one to Tazawa, Gulak, and Nice. So now I'm at 11. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans, I got pretty much what I expected, so I'm still at 11. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus New Day, I drop it two points. Right off the bat, because what I saw early in the match, yeah, I wrote online that you either have to be under eight years old, a robot, on Hmm. life support, drunk, or on massive drugs to suspend that much disbelief. We're watching entertainment. You know, I I laugh at people that say that WWE is entertainment, but AEW is wrestling. No, it's yeah. every fucking Fed. Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, TNA, Impact Wrestling, AEW, NJPW, any fucking MLW. If the outcome is predetermined, you are a form of entertainment. So, but... You have to have a suspension of disbelief. You have to suspend disbelief for a certain amount of time that what you're watching in the the ring is real, that there's legit animosity between one person and another, whatever the situation is. And you have to also have a suspension of disbelief that when someone gets nailed with an unbelievable shot they're done when someone is fighting and scratching for every you know just ounce of their body to try to keep going which was proven in the Roman Reigns match which was good I will get to that later you know then that's suspension of disbelief as well but in the beginning of the match we had to Xavier Woods in one minute one minute the first minute of the match he got hit with Three super kicks, a frog splash, a centon, a thunderbomb, uh, and he kicked out every single time. Three, think about that. Three super yeah. kicks, two frog splashes, a centon, and a blue thunderbomb. And he kicks yeah. out of all of them. That is just garbage, in my opinion. Did the match end up being entertaining? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but Xavier Woods ain't fucking Michael Myers, and Xavier Woods is not fucking, you know, the, the just like, he's not in that position. To be he's not capable. a top guy.
1: Yeah, he's not a top guy, you know, to, to take those moves and kick out like
0: that. Did, did, that was god-awful. I mean, just think of the moves that he took and kicked out. At, what the fuck? I mean, at least have... I know they were playing off that Big E couldn't, you know, wasn't involved early in the match. But, you know, that's where you turn around and say, okay, Big E's got to stop the count or he's got to break up the two count. You can't have uh, someone in that stature, no matter how popular he is, to take three super kicks, two frog splashes, a fucking centon, and a blue thunderbomb and kick out of that. I've watched that. I'm like, you know... I, 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 I can't suspend disbelief of that. That was god-awful.
1: No, but exactly in detail. That's the point. Like an Xavier Woods type. Again, even top guys don't kick out of stuff like that in main events for the world title. They do in this company. but uh, And in AW too. But uh, a guy on that level, uh, for a match like that to kick out of those major moves, yeah, it's, it's not
0: good. If you want to kick out of those moves throughout a five, ten-minute match, I'm fine with that. But mm. he kicked out of all of that within the first minute of the match. I mean... No, agreed. And, and it's Xavier Woods. I mean, it's Xavier Woods. It's not,
1: you know, a, a major player guy here. So if he can do that, can't anybody kick out of those moves then, they you
0: think? You know, when you shoot Michael Myers once, you know, he falls down... Right. And he gets up methodically, almost like The Undertaker when he used to get knocked down. Okay, right? Yeah, he, yeah. You, you know, you fucking shoot him twice. Okay, you know, he falls back twice, and then he falls on the floor and he gets up. You fucking bang Michael Myers out eight times all at the fucking same time, and he goes down. He ain't fucking getting up. Yeah. It was just horrendous, but... Yeah, we had uh, an entertaining match after that. If you could get past that, um, and by the way,
1: crowd, let's not. The crowd was into it. Crowd was in, Yeah, it was yeah, an crowd, entertaining crowd, match. Yeah, crowd was into it. E-
0: oh, Early God, on, it it sucked, but towards the end, it became yep. very entertaining. Uh, match ended. Uh, Biggie had hit a huge clothesline. Um, Kevin Owens hit with a kick, and then uh, rolling elbow by Woods. Everybody's knocked out. Biggie, you know, ends up spearing Sami Zayn to the outside, Um, but KO ends up hitting Xavier Woods with a stunner. You know, he can't kick out to those fucking six moves in the beginning, but, you know, he can't kick (laughs) out to one stunner. Yeah, that's a Steve Austin move, you can't kick out of that. Well, you know, Cena used to do it as uh, mid-match, and uh, Austin had something to say about that. That's true, but that's Cena, once again. Xavier Woods, John Cena. Yeah, that's true. But um, next, we have Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross in the back. I don't really fucking care. Next, we had uh, Dirty Sanchez versus Samoa Joe. Um, early on, you know, I am saying that, right? <laughs> yes, I know. I discussed it on one. Never in uh, a million years did I ever think that my pay-per-view prediction could possibly be influenced if a wrestler has videotaped himself fingering his ass. No, good lord. I mean, but in the end, I predicted Ricochet. I wanted Ricochet to win. Um, I know he's an up and comer. I still, as I'm watching a match, and I felt my prediction happening. I think of all of those people uh one month ago that were ripping the shit out of, oh, WWE, they're mishandling ricochet, he's losing all these matches. And I pointed out to everyone the 50-50 booking. You know, he yeah. was like two and three at the time. And I said, hey, he's feuding with Cesaro, don't worry, everyone. Follow the pattern. He's gonna win the following week. And sure enough, he won. And then he won again. And then he won again, and now he is the United States champion.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't think he was going to win it, not because of the video. I just, uh, look, Samoa Joe, I guess, is just there to put people over. He's never going to win the big one. U.S. title is going to be as good as it gets for Samoa Joe, because the story, obviously, is Ricochet winning his first major title, well, you know, singles title but I think the story is also DT
0: was Samoa Joe just there as enhancement for people now especially new stars no I think Samoa Joe gets his moments without a doubt I mean uh, he owned Ali pretty good for a while (laughs) never got his comeuppance I think a lot of people feel that way because of his feud with AJ Styles (laughs) yeah you know AJ Styles for people that may not remember you know a lot of fans felt like okay AJ Styles you know he's had the title for a while it's time for maybe a little change and a of people wanted to see it be Samoa Joe, especially, you know, what's his wife's name? Wendy. Oh, Wendy. And then that led to nothing. And you just felt that that was where they were going with it. Um, I don't think Samoa Joe loses any credibility um, right now. I don't feel that he is buried, a little bit misused, absolutely. But Samoa Joe is needed to help bring some wrestlers to the next level and having Samoa Joe give a little rub to Ricochet and AJ Styles is going to give a little rub tomorrow night as well, which we'll get into in a little bit. What's <laughs> giving Ricochet a little rub? Uh, You know, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to say something else, but I just, I couldn't put my finger on what I oh, wanted to God. say. You know, I just, I couldn't, I mean, oh, I couldn't put my finger on it. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, it you think it, he'll try to fit the belt up his ass? Um, you know that, that doesn't <laughs> cast the smell test with me. So to be honest with you, but uh, oh lord, you know, look at some uh, point man. during the match, it was a little bit sloppy. I mean, there was one move yeah. that ricochet like just totally no sold that towards the end and they were like, oh he blocked it with his leg. I'm like, no, nah, it was just botched but but you know what? The match was decent. Ricochet hits the 630 for the one, two, three. He's not a US champion. Um yeah. interesting after they showed Ricochet going to the back, a little reminiscent of some of the things you see in the WWE twenty four, like the, you know, the backstage curtain after somebody wins a big one and he hugs Triple H and you have some wrestlers in the back, heavy machinery Seth Rollins and a few others, but Charlotte also shown back there as well. Clapping. She didn't, she didn't hug him though.
1: It's he like went and he went in for a lean hug with two of the girls. Well, One was Charlotte. Well, who's the other girl that he lean hugged? Well, but she didn't like kind of give him back. To- I think it was. Yeah, it was Carmel. Yeah, right, she but you know really what, you know them. what?
0: They, they would dress nice, especially uh, Charlotte. Why would I want some sweaty, sweaty. wrestler? You know what I mean? Unless it's my own boyfriend. Yeah. Why would I want ricochet sweat all over me? You know? Let, <laughs> let alone, you know, like hugging me and touching me in the back with your hands. You know? We don't know if he washed his hands after he we <laughs> fucking went to the bathroom. You ever see the sign in the bathroom? Um, and, you know, not just employees. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, see, I can never understand that. How come you go to a restaurant and it says, Employees must wash hands after fucking doing what you're doing. How's about everybody must wash their hands? That's a good one. I like that. I
1: think we'll change that in the club. Think, Everyone must wash
0: hands. Just think about that. And, you know, for people out there to think that I'm way off on that, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an idea I just thought about right now. Let's say you're Ricochet. All right. Let's say the rumors of the video are true. and Let's say Ricochet has a little bit of an infatuation (laughs) with sticking his finger up his ass. Now, he goes into the bathroom, he goes in the stall and he just figures, you know what, I'm taking a leak you know why not you know I'll just have a little bit of excitement here and he sticks his (laughs) finger up his ass and after he's done and he flushes the fucking (laughs) toilet and he goes to you know to look in the mirror to you know check his face can't check his hair because he didn't have any and there's a big sign that says employees must wash hands after you know whatever and then he looks at it and he says oh I'm not an employee and he leaves now he goes back to his table and you say to yourself yeah but you know what only employees must wash their hands what fucking (sighs) happens when fucking uh, Samantha the waitress Samantha, goes and gives him the check. And then he fucking, you know gives it a credit card with his fucking hands that weren't washed in the bathroom because only employees have to wash their hands before leaving. And he fucking mm-hmm. holds the credit card, holds the check, fucking get, takes money <laughs> out of his wallet, and he's got a dirty Sanchez the whole time. Everybody...
1: And she runs runs the card through the machine. Now the machine is completely tainted.
0: Yeah, that's what oh, I'm saying. Man. And not only that, you know, even if he didn't have a credit card, he just put cash in there. He fucking closes the fucking leather, you know, Thing the, the wallet yeah. that holds the thing. So what happens? She goes and she gives it to somebody else. Later on, Ricochet leaves. Fucking Joe Polak comes in to have dinner. And then what happens? She fucking <laughs> gives the next person a check. And what is it? It's the leather fucking wallet with a different bill in there. And fucking the leather wallet was touched by fucking Ricochet who had the dirty Sanchez.
1: So he just caused <laughs> a complete outbreak in the whole
0: thing. Yeah, and then that oh. motherfucker doesn't wash his hands. And then he leaves oh, the restaurant God. and he gets it to his car and drives home and maybe he went out to dinner with his fucking family and then he goes in the house he still didn't wash his hands he doesn't even realize that he held a fucking wallet from a restaurant that had Ricochet's fucking Dirty Sanchez on it and then he says honey I'm going to tuck the kids in for bed and he fucking gives his fucking two year old a nice little hug and he fucking like smooths back her hair because it's a little bit messed up but meanwhile this guy still didn't fucking wash his hands and he don't even realize he fucking you know handled the wallet earlier with fucking Ricochet's Dirty Sanchez on it and that little kid goes to sleep and the little fucking kid, you know what babies do they roll in front, they sleep on their, their face against the bed and now you got Ricochet's Dirty Sanchez all over the little kid's face and then what happens the little kid goes to preschool the next day the little kid, they you know, was late the The mother didn't have time to fucking bathe the kid so the kid's at the fucking oh camp and God. the fucking kid, and it's just a never ending <laughs> thing and the next thing you know there's a whole outbreak simply because Ricochet didn't wash his hands Oh. oh my God, oh. that's a that's an epic rant. Oh my God! Yeah, so you know this is why everyone must watch hands when they're in the restaurants. Yes, yes. Oh uh, so but anyway, you know what? Like I said, I I like Ricochet. Uh, I don't care if he sticks his finger in his ass or not. I honestly look, you know. <laughs> Look, you know, you know what made me laugh? What made me laugh is my whole oh rant my that I did Wednesday was just to make people laugh. I don't have I fucking wanted him to win it. But the thing is, is that I had a couple of morons on YouTube talking about, like, you know, not for nothing, everyone, not for nothing, DT, but it's not oh, God. gay. It's not gay. He's not gay because he sticks his finger up his ass. And I went back and I said, wait a minute. I never said gay at all in the yeah, entire rant that, that I said. Who, said. who said gay? What does putting someone's finger in one's own ass has to do with being gay? Yeah. has nothing it to do with that. that. So it's just, you know, for anyone out there that, you know, saw that reference, you know, from others out there, just just think of that oh, for God. a minute. I- ignorant. <clears throat> but uh, so next we have um, Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, it's just and first. No, Rowan no, no it, I mean, he he oh. he lives seventy-five miles from right. Tacoma. Or he's from he's from Aberdeen, and he got a reaction. Seventy-five yeah. miles from Tacoma, you know the guy's going to get a baby face reaction. You think that they would have him cut a promo or diss the crowd earlier in the night or something? And maybe he did. I don't know, but yeah. they were the clear-cut baby faces today. Um, you know, Otis you know that guy's you know i don't know if he's going to be a main event star ever but that guy's got something he's He's got something yeah he's good um will otis i think otis down the line nothing against tucker but i think otis is destined to be a single star
1: i think so too i think tucker will be in a lot of trouble if otis goes out on his own but otis is showing a lot of personality And just, uh, he knows how to sell. He knows how to get the crowd back into it. Tucker is kind of just there, to be honest with you, DT. I think Tucker kind of holds the team back.
0: Yeah, J.R. Adams, um, yeah, he's a little short. So what? So So what? Crusher
1: Blackwell, Crusher Blackwell is still a star. Excellent, excellent,
0: excellent. Excellent example. I mean, there are wrestlers in the past that were shorter and stocky, but he is solid. And, you know, solid as far as body shape and solid in the ring. And, you know, he held his own. And trust me, I I don't want to say that heavy machinery got rattled tonight. I have a feeling they expected the crowd to be a little bit more supportive of Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. But, you know, it's... um, you know, it was what it was. It was an entertaining, t- entertaining match. The crowd made it entertaining with some of their yeah. chants. They were chanting, please recycle, and a few other things. <laughs> um Otis kind of doing a little bit of the hulking up to the yes kicks. Yeah. You know, even though he took, though the he took a lot of them, he
1: took a lot of them.
0: Yeah, even though the crowd was booing, Um yeah, they were. I, I, You know what? Even though the live crowd was booing, th- that's like the reverse of what we saw in the main event. The live crowd enjoyed the Becky interaction. I don't know if people at home enjoyed it all that much, unless you're a big Becky fan. If you're a big Becky fan and you went, you were done with the pay per view, happy. But Otis, I think the live crowd wasn't. As happy about it because the hometown hero near hometown hero was battling Um, but I think everybody at home should have been impressed with Otis again nothing against Tucker but you know sadly uh, Tucker just doesn't stand out right now in my opinion Um, I'm not saying that he needs to start doing the worm and all this shit but uh, you know it, it was a decent match in the end um tucker goes climbs the top rope daniel bryan is the legal man in the ring for some reason tucker doesn't capitalize on daniel bryan he decides to jump outside the ring to splash onto eric rowan after that you know he decides oh let me go into the ring now and uh he rolls back in the ring and ends up getting rolled up and daniel bryan and eric rowan retain the titles Did Tucker's uh, foot hit Daniel Bryan in the head? Did you see that when he did the uh, moonsault? He he did the moonsault and his legs connected. I didn't notice if it hit him in the head, but it definitely connected. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, he reacted like he was pretty good after. I mean, maybe that's the yeah. reason why they went with Tucker splashing, rowing out to the ring just to give it a little extra time. Yeah. And who knows? Uh, I think the roll up was the planned finish because it just seemed yeah. to fit everything. I don't think it was impromptu, but you know, he seemed like he was fine after.
1: Uh, every machinery did a good job. Listen, they weren't the top team in NXT, so I don't think anybody should be surprised that they got to kind of sew their oats a little bit here in the in the, in the bigs and uh, get some more wins under that belt before they can pin a guy like Daniel Bryan. It's not going to
0: happen. Yeah, I mean, look, it's their first title match on the main roster. I think they did fine. Um, yeah. They'll build on that, and hopefully WWE, uh, let me put it this way, AOP... You felt like something was missing, whether no. whether it was you know their manager going back to yeah. Florida, you know you, we don't know. With the Viking, Warriors, Raiders, fucking whatever they're called, I mean it, it just. I I said it the first week. Everyone, you got the fucking name change, but you know what? I'd rather see them have a be- better push than a different name. I said that that week, and we got nothing from them. Now they're making them these huge. Heels, it just uh, the Viking Raiders are not connecting with me, however, heavy machinery are. I think heavy yeah. machinery out of all of the up and coming tag teams that were brought to the main roster from NXT look at Sanity, done. AOP oh. can't find you know their way back. Um, you know, Enzo and Kaz fired. You know, the uh, Viking Raiders can't get momentum. Heavy machinery seems like they got some nice momentum right now. I agree. So next we had um, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, I think everybody and their mother figured that uh, there'd be a little bit of uh, interference from Nikki Cross. Some people thought that Nikki Cross was going to help Alexa Bliss win. I felt and I said on Wednesday that I thought Nikki Cross was going to try to interfere and it was going to backfire and cause Bailey to get the abrupt win. Um, look, I- I'll say this. When you watch there, you know how before a match we get the vignette, the package, yeah. you know, hyping up the match and everything that leads up to it that makes you supposedly want to watch the match. When you see that, pay-per-view package for bailey and lexa bliss 90 percent of the package is their promo exchange last week on tv when 90 percent of your pay-per-view pa- package is the promo from last week tells you that they had fucking nothing else wow. they had nothing else the match just really dragged at times um you know alexa bliss did more than i thought that she would uh we had a little bit of uh Confusion outside the ring, deliberate confusion. Uh, Bailey goes to dive outside the ring. It looked like that Alexa and Nikki were going to be the victims of it. Alexa pushes Nikki into harm's way, and Nikki Cross is the one that gets the the, the spear dive, whatever you want to call it, from Bailey. And then at the very end, Nikki Cross is pissed off. She tries to enter the ring. Referee. Uh, Removes her. Alexa Bliss gets distracted. Bailey hits the uh, her finisher to Bailey to back for the one two three.
1: Yeah, it was an okay match. I thought Alexa was not too bad in the ring. I don't, the Nikki uh, affiliation, I don't really like it. Doesn't really do anything for Nikki at all. It was a bizarre way she interfered in the match. Uh, Bailey finally gets a win as as champion. I thought for, I, I picked Alexa to win, honestly. Um, but, uh, I'm not really liking Becky's run here as the world, as the world champion, as the champion. Bailey. Uh, yeah, Bailey, excuse me. Bailey's run. I'm more, I, I wanted Alexa to win. I just thought it would be, you know, something of, if the title is going to change hands, I thought it should change hands in that match, but obviously they have other plans. Do you think this now continues? This feud is now, um, uh, Nikki, get a shot at uh, Bailey next. Or you think this feud continues, DT? And then I, Alexa eventually gets the
0: belt. I see Alexa Bliss reading the riot act to uh, Nikki Cross tomorrow. Yeah, they will not do anything tonight. Will they split immediately? I don't know. But maybe Nikki will have to prove herself, you know, prove her worth for what happened tonight. And this is just to buy more time for Bailey being champion. But you know what? Everyone needs to remember, Bailey is the SmackDown's women's champion. Right. Alexa Bliss, if I'm correct, is on Raw. So there's no reason why this feud should continue unless the wild card rule just means that anybody could challenge for a title on any brand. You know, look, they could show up on respective brands, but can they keep challenging for titles on different brands? You know, that's something that they never really clarified all that much. But I think we're going to have Alexa Reed in the Ride Act for Nikki Cross. And then we'll see where it goes. I actually, I don't like the pairing either. But this is designed to try to give sympathy to Nikki Cross by the fans that she's naive and she's being taken advantage of. And everybody could see that except for Nikki Cross.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if Nikki can get anything out of this other than just be a lackey, and then I don't know what happens to Nikki Cross after that because they took her whole crazy girl personality away from her and normalized her. She'll flip
0: out and get revenge on Alexa Bliss. Well, yeah, that can that can happen, too. She can always go back to being a psycho. Yeah, um, Ben pointed this out. I don't know if there was any, you know... Um, ill effects from it but it did look kind of uh I don't want to say scary but it did it looked a little concerning there was one point where Bailey snapped Alexa Bliss into the corner um mm-hmm. and you know Alexa Bliss was supposed to fall backwards and her back you know, was supposed to hit like the corner turnbuckle, but instead it looked like the back of her head hit the turnbuckle and she got a little bit of a, I don't know if you would call it whiplash, but she immediately rolled outside the ring and I don't know if there was any ill effects from it, but I have a feeling that concerned a lot of people in the back, especially since she's coming off the issue with concussions. Yeah. 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 Uh, As far as the tiebreaker of, because for those who are part of the predictions contest on Patreon, I will have the tiebreaker of the match. Uh, during the show. I mean, I'll, we'll look it up as we're we're discussing the pay-per-view. Um, by the way, you know, I, I know a lot of you out there used a lot of my match predictions for your predictions. I don't know if anybody used every match prediction, but if you did, you probably ended up winning the contest tonight since I got everything correct. And I only said that again, not to piss off the haters, but just to actually buy <laughs> 30 seconds of time so I could look it up. The match uh, for Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, the unofficial time was 10 minutes, 35 seconds. Oh,
1: okay. wow. Okay. Yeah. that's
0: it. Jeez. Yeah, so we'll see later. Um, I will start computing everybody's scores tonight, and we should have the announcement for the winner by Monday's DTKC show. Um, cool. The, after this match was over, uh they showed Ricochet in the back taking pictures, posing with the US title. Gallows and Anderson interrupt him. You know, they want to take some pictures with Ricochet. Uh, here comes AJ Styles congratulating Ricochet, and he said that he will see Ricochet tomorrow night. So on Raw, it looks like we will have AJ Styles versus Ricochet.
1: AJ turning heel again.
0: Um, AJ Styles for ever since the Seth Rollins feud has been sort of like the uh, competitive. I don't want to call him full-blown heel. I call him right now more of the competitive, you know, doing heelish things, but not necessarily full-blown heel. I mean, you know, I'll tell you right now, if there was ever a time To really make AJ Styles stand out as a heel, (laughs) you do it against Ricochet because it'll just build the momentum of the fans behind Ricochet. That's true, yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see on Raw. Um, Next, we had Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Roman Reigns getting a substantial amount of booze coming into the match. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, in the beginning. Um, Roman Reigns... You know, did an awesome job, as did Drew McIntyre. You know, the beginning Mm. of the match was a little confusing because Roman Reigns did the top rope dive onto McIntyre to the outside, which was very impressive. And then Roman Reigns chases Shane McMahon through the crowd a little bit. You know, ultimately gets back, you know, to ringside. You know, gets nailed by Drew McIntyre, so Drew gets the upper hand. But, you know, I'm saying to myself, okay, you know, the, the referee, you know, the count... The 10 count was a little bit discombobulated, but uh, one point during the match, we heard a chant that I thought they were saying, this is awful, but they were chanting, Shane is awful. And uh, I think the whole story of the match was two things. Uh, A lot of power moves. Uh, Drew climbing the top ropes. Uh, Roman Reigns going face first into the table. We even had one point where Shane McMahon broke up the three count pulled the referee outside the ring. And at one point, you thought, Did this referee really fuck up his leg? Because he that's was,
1: what I thought, yeah. He
0: was turning his leg, and it almost looked like Alexa Bliss, you know, when she could, she's because she's double jointed, she could turn her elbow a certain way. It looked like he really fucked himself. And then maybe he had a dislocated kneecap or something. But next thing you know, you know, he was sort of moving around decent to the other side of the ring. But, uh, mm. In the end, we had Roman Reigns hit the uh, Superman punch, hit some spears, and got the pin one, two, three. It surprised a lot of people. A lot of people thought Drew McIntyre needed this win, but I just felt Shane McMahon's momentum needed a little bit of interruption. I thought Roman Reigns had to get this.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. First, when uh, match first started, Reigns got some boos. Uh, match had was kind of slow in the beginning, then picked up. Then the, the final quarter of it really picked up uh, once Shane interfered and then he got his revenge on Shane on the outside with a couple of bunches. Uh, then you thought Drew had it when he slammed him on the table, rolled him back in the ring. Uh, then some you know false finishes there. Really close three counts on both. And Roman eventually gets And then the, the crowd popped for him. So he they, they turned it around. Uh, I thought when Shane interfered and did the coast-to-coast, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Reigns is going to lose again. But uh, you're right. And now I still... Believe that Shane is eventually going to be the champion. Beat Kofi and Reigns mm, will get it yeah. from him. Oh, I, I I think so. I think Shane is getting a title. I, I just I, yeah. I just see a it.
0: title possibly, but that that people writing that online. I'm like, what are you basing it on? I mean, you're basing it on fears and I and you know I look. You and I do opinion shows. So we True. we <laughs> have every right to throw ideas and opinions and reactions and stuff. I mean, that's what we sometimes do. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're right. Wrong. But. You, and in this case tonight, I was right, hundred percent. But um, no, but in the case of those websites, they're writing in as news, they're reporting in as news. You know, rumor has it, or it looks like very possible, and you know, might be and blah blah blah. No, you are fucking guessing. It's fear. It's not news. I mean, it's just, it's not news. So uh, we'll see. I just, I don't buy that. I just. Well, how do do they get Reigns to the road to the title? Well, I mean, if Kofi doesn't lose to anybody, who's he going to lose to? You eliminate the fact that, you know, he got a lot of booze tonight. Yes, we were in Tacoma and the crowd was a little bit more of uh, going against the grain. But when you have the main event like we got tonight and doing what they're doing, WWE deserves fans to be going against the grain. All right,
1: I just the way they're booking Shane and all the airtime he's getting. It's got to be for more. Oh, I than think. Just
0: the feud. I think this will happen. I think WWE took notice of so many people that were reporting that, and they also took notice at the plethora of people reacting to the idea of Shane McMahon beating coffee. So WWE is without a doubt, if they were smart, they should capitalize on it and tease it on TV. This way you get all these fucking numb nuts out there, you know, who I call the young cucks. You get the young cucks out there that'll be like, see, I told you, see, we told you, we reported it, we told you, and then he doesn't get the title. Right. That's how, that's, that's how you do it. You tease them so they think that they were right, but in the end, they weren't right. That's what I would do. Uh, next, and I'm surprised. I'll recap. We're almost, we're almost at an hour already. I mean, we even started at
1: like 10, 15.
0: Right? Yeah, we're almost in an hour. So uh, <laughs> we really only have about one match left. But uh, Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. Um, you know, nice back and forth match. Um, They're evenly mean, matched. I'll say that much. They're
1: evenly matched.
0: You know what? It was a nice back and forth. You know, you had your your needed teases of climbing the, over the cage, escaping the door, two counts. Um, in the end, you had Coffee Kingston uh, just narrowly escaping the cage right behind Dolph Ziggler, who was also trying to escape. Coffee Kingston retains. You know, it ended up being the longest match of the night. Uh, it went 20 minutes long. Yeah. And um, we didn't have any tease of a biggie turn. So, you know, I know a lot of people still want that, you know, still think it's necessary. Don't know yet, but I don't know if we get the trifecta of another pay-per-view with Dolph Ziggler versus Coffee Kingston. I don't
1: think, I I think, look, he was was beaten, beaten. Beaten decisively tonight. I mean, that was a nice finish. I've never seen that. Someone dive over someone on the way out. I mean, Kofi could have broke his wrist. He could have hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a good. He's a good fall guy. He's good. Uh, he knows how to take those falls. Anybody else could have fucked up a wrist. Fucked up a knee broke their teeth Um, so that was a good way to end I didn't see that coming that was nice I liked the finish of that match I definitely liked it and look on Dolph Ziggler's face like I am such (laughs) a fucking loser he just that crunch that scrunch face he does but Kofi's win was original maybe someone else can point out in the chat. Anybody else ever see that happen in a cage match? NW? I've never seen anybody leap over somebody like that. I've never
0: seen that. That was pretty original. You, you ever see that, DT? I'm uh, trying to I've I, never I don't recall anybody. Nobody doing that. comes to mind. You know, the thing is, is that you know, the reason why we probably have not seen that much in the past is because you've not seen too many. Championship matches involving two participants who are that small. So imagine a wrestler 220, 250 hopping over another wrestler who's 220 to 250. Yeah, he'd break his arm. You know, more like 250. You know, it's just, I don't even know if they would be able to squeeze through, you know, the certain areas. That's true, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true because
0: that had to be precision. If he he missed, he would have fell right on Ziggler. Yep. So scientifically, I. I don't know how that could be. By the way, B Molco, uh, if you are listening to this on the download, I notice you you uh, posted on, on Discord. How do I listen live? You know, every week when we do the live shows on Discord for Patron, uh we basically say, you know, sign up on Discord. You know, this is not. Don't wait until we start. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, you're asking while we're in the middle of the show, and we can't pause the show and then, you know, add you know, verify that you're on Patreon and add the role on Discord, you know, every and that goes for anyone else out there. You know, now when you sign up on our Patreon, you should get immediate access to Discord. It should automatically give you that but right. even if it don't you just pm me on patreon i'll add the role this way when it comes time that we even if you're not planning on going on discord anytime soon at least you know that you're set up so when right. we do go live and maybe you're online for a little while and like hey i'm not doing nothing let me check out these guys live you know you can you have the access already but when you ask us when we already started the show you know, un- unfortunately, there's none we could do right now. But uh contact me on Patreon, send me a PM, and I will be more than happy to add the role this way in the future. You could check out any of the live content on Discord. Yep. So um, finally, we got the main event, which we already discussed. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much more we can add to it. Um I just overall, when I look at the pay-per-view now, I didn't add any or take away any points after I said it earlier because it's not something I have done on a repetitive basis yet. But when I look at the pay-per-view tonight and just looking at the matches overall, if I start with 10, I give one for the 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Mm -hmm. match, making that 11. I take off no points for the Becky Lacey Evans match. I take two points off for... Uh, the New Day, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn match, so I'm left with nine. Ricochet versus Samoa Joe was good. Um, it, it did what it needed to do, so I'll leave it at that, so we're at nine. Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan versus Heavy Machinery was fine also, so I don't have to take any points with that off. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, to me, fell flat for the most part. I'll take a point off of that. I'll, I'm with eight. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre was solid, you know, some of the referee stuff was a little bit sloppy, but it was a good match, so I'll leave that alone. No no deducting of points. The cage match was fine, so there was no reason for me to take anything off there. The main event was you know, it was awful it was awful you know what the the, the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn New Day match because it ended up being very entertaining I only take one point off instead of two so basically I take two points off for the main event one because of Baron Corbin two because the whole Lacey Evans idea was just abysmal and you could see a mile away they want to focus on Becky and Seth and they're gonna be walking in the back and talking and having coffee (laughs) and this is an I don't I have no interest I don't give a shit about if I gave a shit about out that I would have talked about it while they were a couple for how many fucking months leading up to the last two three weeks. It ain't like they just started dating two weeks ago, you know. Yeah. So you know you're a little late to the game with this WWE. But so I taking off two for the main event, I'm left with uh, a seven. I think seven out of ten is very very fair for this pay per view. None of the matches really really stuck out however i will say in hindsight looking at this card up and down my favorite match of the night was the cruiserweight championship match Gulak, nice and Tezala.
1: okay yeah i'll give it a 7 too. two i'm just as soon as you said that i shook my head over here i'm like yeah seven <clears throat> i enjoyed it. it was better than i thought it would be i mean i rushed home i was out at a show this afternoon in brooklyn with a friend of mine he wanted to watch pay-per-view too I, of course i had to review it so i got home just in time uh, to watch the uh the first match with the cruiserweights just made it. And I'm like, shit, I hope I just bust my ass for nothing. Cause we really raced home. Um, and I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. And the crowd was into it, which makes me more into it. Uh, even if I'm, you know, the crowd does that, uh, that live crowd does have an effect on you watching at home. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. Sure. it totally has an effect. So I was like, oh, this is cool. They're into it. And even if it's not a favorite wrestler of mine, one of my top mm-hmm. five or whatever, I enjoyed it. I would give it a seven. My favorite, but the cruiserweight match was good. I agree with you DT. Uh, but I enjoyed, uh, the Daniel Bryan match. I enjoyed the tag match with Brian and Rowan, uh, with, um, with uh, heavy machinery. I also, uh, I would say Kofi Dolph Ziggler. I was kind of saying, ah, bathroom break Dolph Ziggler, but I sat and watched it. I was mostly kidding. And then I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the finish of that match. Worst was the main event. I agree with you. I don't like this coupling thing. I have a feeling they're going to open up the show tomorrow hand in hand in the ring. I could see it from a mile away and I'm going to hate every minute of it. Uh, I was thinking maybe Bray Wyatt can come out tonight, but then I said, nah, they're not going to waste them on tonight's pay-per-view. But whatever they did, I didn't see the tarp or the empty seats. So people were focusing on that. I didn't care about that. The people who were there, I don't care if they angled it, that it looked full, it looked like a good crowd uh everyone's, there's nothing else to do in Tacoma well tonight they had something to do they watched wrestling and they enjoyed it it was a good crowd for uh Tacoma i would give it a solid 7 yeah the,
0: the crowd was great and let me yeah, let me tell the you the crowd something. was very good when you're watching something from home and the crowd is into it too it gives that little bit of a jolt and even if it doesn't do anything for you when the crowd live absolutely shits on something see you got to understand something you know when, when the crowd enjoys something, you're not going to voice over or dub over that crowd to make them enjoy something less. You want to always make your product come off as the most entertaining as possible. When you're an entertainment company, the idea is to entertain everyone. And unfortunately, when you misfire and you misfire badly, where the crowd is shitting on everything... It is very, very difficult to double over all of that. So when you have a crowd reacting like the way that they did in the main event tonight, that trickles over to social media and that floods social media. Now, everybody that did not watch live, that watches this match tomorrow, later in the week, a year from now, You're going to go back and watch this match. And with the exception of if you're a big Bailey fan, a Becky Lynch fan, and you like the Becky Seth Rollins relationship being so public on TV, if you are not like a fan to that or you don't care about that, All you're left with is a god-awful, you know, match. I know they tried, but it was an awful match that the crowd just ripped to shreds and you're left with watching that. You'll go back and you watch... Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 20 when they both left. Brock goes to football. Goldberg goes to retire or whatever he was doing at the time. And you go back at that match. And if you never watched that match and you never knew nothing about it and you watched it with the volume off, you would say, you know, what? it's not a bad match. It's not the worst match around. You know, the match was, you know, was nothing exciting about it. But the conclusion with Austin doing stunner is fine. Blah, blah, blah. But now you watch it with the volume up and the crowd eats it alive and spits it out and shits all over it. That's what you remember from that match. You don't remember anything from that match other than the fact that they were leaving and that it was WrestleMania and that the crowd hated it. Whenever that match is brought up, that's what they bring up. The crowd hated it. And all you're left with tonight, I don't care how much it advances the storyline of Seth and Becky as an item on TV. You, at the expense of pushing that part of the storyline ruined the main event, prove even more why Baron Corbett should not be in that position. And that main event left everybody with a bad taste in their mouth. I don't care whose fucking arms were held up high in the ring. It left me with a, with with not a pleasant taste in my mouth. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Any final thoughts before we call it? Again,
1: I, you know, overall, not a bad pay-per-view. I I, I I came home almost angry that I had to rush home to watch it because I just thought it was not going to be good. Um, and I was like, you know, WWE kind of slapped this together. But again, I was impressed um, with what they did. I don't care if they gave tickets away for free. Tomorrow we find out, three for one, uh, whatever they did. Who knows? But whatever they did, it worked. It came off good on TV. The crowd was into it. Who was there? And uh, overall, a solid seven, because I really thought, DT, this was going to be... I agree with my brother Draper, but we'll both admit we were wrong. Uh, It was going to be the worst pay-per-view so far this year of WWE, and it was not.
0: No, it was uh, a solid pay-per-view, and... Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it wasn't bad. I just, that main event just totally ruined the momentum that that night had. But everybody who had their matches should be pretty proud. I mean, not, put it this way, no, you didn't feel like anybody winged it tonight.
1: No, I didn't at all. I I felt it was a, like I said. If to take the narrative away of, of everyone kind of shitting on it, they can't give tickets away. I mean, all week we've seen it. Every week it was unescapable. You know, detail. How are they going to fill this final hour? They can't even get half the building well, not sold out. You know, I, I, I know I a lot that, of but,
0: people say that, but hmm. you know, if we didn't say it, then you know. No, oh, I got you. No,
1: no, I know we, we have, you know, we have our policies about what we buy into and what we don't. But it's hard to ignore what we're seeing, you know. Because yeah. I'm like, wow, this is really caught fire that they can't, like, they can't give this away. That you literally thought they'd have people in the street giving tickets away to people there was on the highway. No
0: excitement leading into the. No, there match. wasn't. I, the I biggest, agree. The yeah. biggest buzz was who's going to be the referee. Yeah, that was the, that, that was, was the, the big biggest mystery. buzz. They, yeah. Seriously, that was the biggest buzz. Who's going to be the referee? And then you gave us that. You know, yeah, uh,
1: you know. I mean, Unless I'm a Lacey supporter, but I she had a, a little bit of a rough go tonight, but she's finding a way. I some people are saying she should go back to NXT. She no, didn't do bad as a
0: referee. She did bad. not do bad. She, no, uh, she, she didn't do bad. She was no. the victim of circumstance. Seth Rollins w- worked his ass off. Baron Corbin worked his mm. ass off. No doubt about it. But just because you work your ass off doesn't mean you should be closing out pay per views, Raws, and being you know GM and the focal point and having five TV segments.
1: But DT, where does Seth Rollins go from here? Like, who's his next opponent?
0: They they keep teasing the Brock Lesnar thing. You know, yeah. look, when you have in the past someone with a briefcase, that person would have feuds with other people, not just heavyweight title. Right. And every week now you have a tease from Paul Heyman about Brock cashing it in. So what that means is you keep leaving Brock Lesnar's name are hovering (laughs) over these wrestlers. And these wrestlers, in order for them to really, you know, push their storylines with whoever they're feuding, if Brock Lesnar's not going to be cashing it in anytime soon, you can't keep teasing that element over to people's heads because you get distracted. If you're trying to push Kofi against whoever or you're trying yeah. to push Seth Rollins against whoever, you want fans to be as focused as possible on the two people in that feud because you want to, the more focused you are, the more you may actually buy into something being dis, uh, you know, decent. But when you're trying to focus in on it, and then you're constantly being interrupted with Brock might cash in, Brock might cash in, Kofi, we might cash, we might cash in against you. And then what happens? You get distracted. You keep thinking, oh, you know, you're just gonna keep milking time until Brock takes the title back because he's the only guy that seems to, you know, pop any ratings any time. And you know, Seth now, you know, he, he's in, you know, part of the lowest ratings in the history of Raw and SmackDown. He's not it's not his fault, but it's he represents WWE at this time. Like I said, everybody out there that doesn't and I said this on Breakfast with Blotsy, everybody out there that does not want to blame Seth Rollins or Kofi for the lowest ratings or clo- Becky. Or Becky. Well, yeah. Becky doesn't close out Rosa SmackDowns anymore, right. but Hour Three and the focus on these guys, if you can't blame them and you can't blame them for the low interest on pay-per-views, and you can't blame them for how shows being canceled and you can't blame them for fucking empty arenas, well then you can't blame Kevin Nash for 1995. You can't blame any one person. Unfortunately for Kevin Nash, he was always... The figure, the 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 focal, the you know, the representative for nineteen ninety five. Oh, 95 sucked. Who was the champion at that time? That's what every right. I did started doing my hotline in ninety seven. Only two years after that, and from ninety seven on, people used to say, "Wow, ninety five sucked for the WWF." Look, who? Oh, well, no, 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 no wonder. Look who their champion was. That's what I heard for twenty years. All right, yeah. and now you're getting that again, and oh, you can't blame Rollins. You can't blame Coffey. No, you can. You shouldn't blame one person at any time.
1: Well, DT, wouldn't you say it's the same thing in Major League Baseball when a uh, uh, team's having a horrible season? You look back on the manager, and even if he was good, he is like the he's the fucking fall guy when you really think about it. Yeah. Even if he didn't have the
0: team to. Uh, to, yeah, to, but, you know, to, to do what he needed to do. Right, it. It's but, like, oh, he was yeah. managing
1: during that season. Ugh.
0: Yeah, but here's the difference. Yeah. When you have Major League Baseball, usually the reason why the manager gets fired is because the players lost too much. Yeah. In pro wrestling, you could be booked to win 100% of your matches. So your outcome has already been given for you. So look at Roman Reigns. Would, would the manager have been fired if Roman Reigns fucking headlined three or four WrestleManias, won 85% of his matches? and was Important. main eventing every show why would the manager be fired for that so I can't put the correlation because in baseball those losses really happened the wins well, and T-T- losses t- here t- you know it's
1: mm-hmm. it's entertainment well, DT, you remember in the old days in the territories, like guys like Eddie Gilbert, Kevin Sullivan, um, Ernie Ladd, and stuff. Bookers used to get fired when the houses were down uh, for booking the matches, sure. and the attendance was down. Remember, bookers used to come and go. You, you know, Paul Heyman talked about it one mm-hmm. time yeah. that bookers were responsible for making the matches, and if the houses were
0: down, they switched bookers. You know, and they did. How many times in WCW did that happened? The problem is, back then mm-hmm. you had plenty of uh, bookers to choose from, and people. Yeah, who, true. Now you know you got WWE, and you have other feds as well. But again, you know, you work for other feds, you're not going to get the income that you think you're going to get. I mean, if, mm-hmm. you can, if you can't even afford to pay wrestlers five hundred or a thousand dollars to work your shows, how are you going to pay a booker a good amount mm-hmm. of money? And even if they book, what, what do they get? Oh. You know, I should get paid top dollar. I sold out the 600 seat arena. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, back then you had five, six, ten thousand 10,000 seats. I was just talking about it on the history show. You know, this is the anniversary. Jimmy Hart won the AWA Southern Heavyweight title, which hmm. was a farce. Jimmy Hart wasn't a wrestler, but they did this whole storyline with him feuding with Jerry Lawler. That's and right. th- the week later, when Jerry Lawler got Jimmy Hart again one on one, the attendance doubled. So what is that well, tell you? What was that
1: DT? Thirty five years ago, forty years that ago? That
0: was nineteen eighty one, I believe. Wow. Uh, it was either Jeez. I think it was either seventy nine no, no, it was eighty it's either seventy nine or eighty one. I think it was eighty wow. it was it was almost forty time. years ago. Yeah, wow. it was around that time. It was a it, but yeah, I mean I'm just saying I
1: remember that. I remember reading you know, the wrestling magazines. So but uh
0: eh, everyone out there, let us know what you thought about the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um and you and I will be back uh twenty four hours from now correct now do Maybe you want to start tomorrow day. at 11 15 or you want to start at 11 why don't we start right after raw everyone yeah, seems to like it Everybody, I mean, yeah
1: oh, give, give me about 60 seconds i'll be good to go okay. Right after raw. Okay.
0: yeah so everybody hears this you know we'll definitely give everybody the heads up on twitter as well if you're going to tune in live monday night 11 p.m sharp there you go all right kev talk to you tomorrow all right peace later all right everyone i hope you enjoyed this recap uh, as always, follow me on Twitter at D. The website, DonTony.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Email me, DonTony at DonTony.com. I'm losing my voice a little bit because it did like, what, six shows this week? And they weren't like 45 minute shows, they were a lot longer. And yesterday, with the history show, did a lot of talking and a lot of the retakes because of interruptions over here. So I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit, but patreon.com slash Don Tony, everyone, as little as $2, you could sign up and get some exclusive content there. And, uh, you help us tremendously with the expenses for everything that we do with these shows and to keep these free for a lot of people out there. So everyone be well. Now we will return with your next pay-per-view recap three weeks from today which will be Extreme Rules, and that will be July July 14th. Is it July 14th? Yeah, July 14th. Wow, it's three weeks away. Yes. So Sunday, July 14th, we'll be back with Extreme Rules. And everyone, I am out of here. Take care. Be well. Ciao. Summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart.